say the game is getting old. Monday morning and your coffee's cold. Life is not what you want it to be. Hello everyone and welcome to a new direction. My name is Jay Izzo and <laughs> I got to tell you something. We have a great show. I'm going to do this because, you know, my guest would love it if I would do something like this. What if I told you that today's show was going to change your life forever? What would you say to that? Oh, see, he knows what I did. See, it's called the hook. <laughs> right? I got you, didn't I? And my friend Matt Loon, who is unbelievable, is going to be talking to us today because his book is awesome. And I know that some of you who are listening on Cast. Box FM can't see it, but those who are on Facebook Live can see this book. It is entitled "The Best Story Wins: How to Leverage Hollywood Storytelling in Business and Beyond." This book it has been such an inspiration to me. This book has been inspirational for a lot of people, and Matthew Loon has written something here that is going to help you. I don't care where you're at in your life. I don't care what you do. I don't care where it is that you're in the process. This isn't about telling a story to write a book, although it could be. I'm, we're talking about stories that you can use in your business, stories that you can use in career, ways to better connect with people every day. That's what this book is about. This book is about how do we solidify those connections. He's even got a chapter called Connecting, right? And going deeper. It's really cool. The psychology in this book is fascinating and fun. But okay, enough of that. We'll get to him a little bit later here. But let's do what we do every week, right? I check in with you every week on the four areas of your life, right? You know, I believe that we're four-part people. We're physical people, we're mental people, we're emotional people, and we're spiritual people. So on a scale of one to 10, everybody out there who's out there listening to me on CastBox and Facebook Live, and I see all the thumbs up and the love hearts and everything like that as everybody's doing that. Okay, so everybody, on a scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. Where are you at physically today, folks? Right? How you doing? You, right? I asked somebody that today, how they did after the holiday weekend, and they said to me they were about a six. Now, this is this happened to be my sprint cycling trainer. She said she was a six because she just ate so badly, right? She felt like a six. I said, well, it's okay, right? So how do you get back up to that, right? So we took a sprint cycling class today. We're eating better today, right? We're doing all those things that we need to do. So what's your number, right? And then ask yourself, you know, what do you got to do to get to be the next number, right? You don't have to get from whatever your number is. If your number is a three, you don't got to get to a 10 today. Just get to a four, right? What do you need to do to get to a four? I, I asked her, I said, how do you, can you get to a 6.5 today, right? And she said, oh, you know, I'm going to change my eating. I'm going to maybe take a little extra, do a little extra cycling at the end, right? Something you could do. That can help you get just even half number more. All right, you got your first number? Good. All right, so the second number, right? We're going to scale 1 to 10, 1 being miserable, 10 being outstanding. How are you doing mentally? Right? And what I mean by mentally, I mean what are you absorbing in your in your mind? What are you reading? What are you consuming? What are the things that you, what are you learning? Right? What are you learning? Have you stopped learning? Right? Have you stopped, have you stopped feeding your brain good things? Right, this show is an example of something that works both sides of your brain. Your right side, of course, is your creative side, and your left side is your logical side. And we're gonna we're gonna deal with both. We're gonna have a creative way of talking about stories, and yet logically, how can that fit in to what you're doing? Right, we're gonna be able to hit both sides. That's what this show is about. Right, we try to hit both sides of the brain. So, do you got a number there between one and ten? Okay, what do you what's what's the next number? What do you need to do to get there? All right, good for you. All right, the third number, emotionally. What do I mean by that? Well. You know, we talk about emotional quotients or emotional intelligence quite often, right? But emotions is how we connect with each other, but it's also how we respond to things, right? How how in control are you of your emotions? 
And not only how in control are you in emotions, but how well are you able to relate to others? Let's talk about it. Truth is a story is, you know what? Emotion's going to win, right? If, if you got a great story, you're going to cry, you're going to laugh, right? Matthew Loon's done that, right? And he's a great storyteller. And so, you know, emotions are important to us. We recognize because the deeper our emotions, the more relatable we become, right? So how are you doing on a scale of one to 10 emotionally? Keeping them under control and relating to others. Got that number? What can you do to change that, right? All this is about intention, right? If you could just be more intentional about your emotions, you're going to be far more successful with your emotions, right? And then finally, the the fourth area of your life, right? The spiritual side, right? Scale of one to 10, one being miserable, 10 being outstanding. And, and you say, Jay, what do you mean by the spiritual side of your life? Well, you know, there's a lot of things that just cannot be explained by science or anything else, right? And, and whatever that leftover piece is, it's that spiritual piece, something that brings us back to center that we just can't explain, that, that it just something inside of us that's just different, right? And some people experience it through a God of their understanding or God or, or nature or karma or whatever it may be. Some people make themselves their own God, right? They believe, they believe in themselves and that's what they believe. They can't explain it, but that's what gives them peace, right? What is that thing that gives you a sense of peace? What does it get you centered, right? What is that stuff outside of there that you believe in, that you have faith in, that you trust in, that kind of just gives you that center, right? And how well are you doing with that, right? Because we, you know, whether it's meditation or prayer or whatever it is that, that you have in your life, right? What is that What is that thing that brings you back? Because it's going to be that thing that you're going to go back to. It, you know, we, we, all, we all do, right? So if it's God, how's that relationship going? If it's nature, how's that going? If it's karma, how's that going for you, right? That and, and there you have your four numbers. And, and remember, the four numbers are like the legs of a table, right? If they're uneven, it's kind of hard to keep a plate on an uneven table. And if they're too low, it's really kind of hard to eat in a normal chair off of a too low of table. So the, the goal here is to bring them up and be well-balanced in all areas of your life. And I know that you can do that. And all you got to do is make small little changes each time. And, and those small changes will help tell your story. Which, by the way, speaking of stories, I have to tell you about Matthew Loon. Matthew Loon began his career at the age of 19 years old. He was the youngest uh uh, animator to work on the TV series The Simpsons. You've heard of it, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool, right? Um, and he he did a number of those for about I guess guy didn't he did a number of episodes and was drawing Bart and he had to pass the test and he did pass the test. After that, he joined. He was one of the first people who joined Pixar, right? Pixar Studios. You heard of them too, right? And he fell in love with storytelling. And he wanted to be, even though he was a tremendous animator, he wanted to be a storyteller. So he started getting involved with stories. And so you may have heard of some of these things that he started telling stories like Toy Story, Toy Story 2, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Cars, Ratatouille, Up, Toy Story 3, Monsters University, right? Right? You've heard of those too, right? So Matthew has become a world-renowned speaker and he is outstanding. He has... Um, he trains CEOs, marketing teams, directors, other professionals. He crafts and tells the stories for Fortune 500 companies, Academy Award-winning movies, and corporate brands. He's got these story seminars and story for business workshops in New York City, Los Angeles, London's, and every, matter of fact, it's a shorter list where he's not. He is uh, all over the place, trains leaders, entrepreneurs, how to use storytelling to bridge the gap between heart and business to build brands and business communication, while his story seminars train attendees how to develop stories and write dialogue to create compelling stories and screenplays. His clients include Target, Procter & Gamble, Adidas, Sony, Mattel, Facebook, Charles Schwab, Microsoft, 
Have you heard any of those? Yeah, this is Matthew Loon. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Matthew Loon. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. That I'm so happy that uh, you went through the list instead of me, <laughs> um, because uh, you know I, I think the the first line in my book is that uh, you know my job is just to make people cry, and um, <laughs> you know because. Yeah, if you if you if you're one of those people who have seen a Pixar film, that's usually you, you leave the theater crying and laughing, and like you had mentioned in the introduction, most importantly, uh, being transformed, being right. changed, being right. moved. So uh, it's my pleasure to be here to talk to you about what I love, um, and I know you love as well, which is a storytelling. I do, and. Man, you just took the whole first paragraph of your opening of your introduction, <laughs> right? I mean, it's what you did, right? I mean, it's what it, it's literally the literally the first paragraph of the yeah. book. Uh, by the way, Matt is brought to you and the book, The Best Story Wins, How to Leverage Hollywood and Storytelling in Business and Beyond. He's brought to you by Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. Are you a business owner? At some point, you're going to need the services of an experienced business broker. Selling your business is a huge decision. These folks are internationally known. They have been our sponsor since the very beginning. Make sure you build your deal team your, for your business, starting with the experts at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors. You can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors. No, listen, no, I don't care where you're at in the world. If you're looking to sell or buy your home, they can match you with the right real estate professional to help you sell your home or buy a new home. And if you happen to be in the Research Triangle Park, which is in Raleigh-Durham, Chapel Hill, why don't you find out why they are known for their legendary customer service? And this week's t-shirt shout out of the week goes to the Stockyard Cafe in Wahoo, Nebraska. I've eaten breakfast there in Wahoo, Nebraska. And I got to tell you, they have a story of their own because it's been around forever. And it's a great cup of coffee. It's a great breakfast. And uh, you, you just never know what you'll see there. And it's a fantastic place. And I appreciate them sending me the T-shirt. So thank you, Stockyard Cafe. And Cheryl Wainicke, uh, who's been a chef there for uh, many years, is on her way out. And, and so, so Cheryl, we wish you best of luck. And thanks again for the T-shirt. Matt, this book, The Best Story Wins, when I first uh, was pitched this book and I looked at it, I was like, I had to have it. It was literally one of the, I, there's very few books that I ever get that before I even look, crack it open, that you go, I got to have this book. And, and the reason why is because I do believe that stories transform us. And I, I think there's nothing more powerful than a story. Why is the story, why are stories so powerful for us? Well, you know, uh, first off, I, I am happy you picked up the book, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, I'm happy you loved it. And, uh, you know, I, I really I really wanted to put everything that I have learned so far in my life um, from my experience working at Pixar and Simpsons and, and um, beyond into the book, because I, I really felt like there is, there's not a book out there that really gets into the the really the nuts and bolts of how it works. Mm. And in the very beginning of the book, um, I, I share with people why storytelling uh, is such an impactful tool, not just for making a movie or a TV show, but as um, somebody who's in education, uh, somebody who is um, wanting to write a book, somebody who's um, in business, you know, you own a business or you're working in a business, uh, people in the ministry, 
this this is a book for like you said in the beginning jay um for everyone because storytelling is for everyone and you know um storytelling is so uh such a powerful tool it's because uh and this is this is not me making this up this is for real (laughs) that storytelling will increase um, your memory and the listener or the participants um, memory as well you know just just think about when you were in school as a kid and your teacher is trying to get you to memorize facts and figures and dates and you know names of of people for a test and it just goes in one ear and out the other and the reason why is because when we just try to memorize information or remember information without a story or narrative attached, um, it, it, it just doesn't stick. You know, uh, what I've heard is that when you do hear information being shared with you, um, 10 minutes later, you only retain 5% of the information. Right. But when you do have a story attached to it, who is that person, um, you know, from a thousand years ago? What did they experience? What, what were, you know, what, what, what was their goal? How did they overcome it? Mm-hmm. Um, then it becomes a story and then you remember it. And so the first thing is stories are memorable. Mm-hmm. And then also, like you mentioned, Jay, in the beginning, um, you know, a great story makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. It makes you cry. It makes you laugh. Right. Um, even, even the, the most macho, tough, grown adults, or left in tears, right. um, you know, at the opening of the movie Up or at the end of Toy Story 3. And great stories impact our emotions. And it is so true that the decisions that we make in life, everything from what car I'm going to buy to, um, you know, uh, who I'm going to vote for, who I'm going to marry, um, it really comes down to how did that that thing or that person evoke an emotion in me that drove me to make a decision. And so great stories that make us feel something um, impact our emotions and not just help us see the world differently, but really drive us to um, look at our own lives and um, and make a change. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and then and then the final thing is that stories are personal. We all know that, you know, you could be working with somebody at a company for 20 years mm-hmm. and you, you pass them by in the hall. But until you actually talk to the person about their life and hear about those personal stories of being a parent, being a kid, mm-hmm. um, you don't ever really get to know them. And so stories have the ability of just making a really strong personal connection. So stories are so great and so powerful because they are memorable, impactful, and personal. Mm, love that. Memorable, impactful, and personable. MIP. I like that. Okay, I'm going I'm I'm to use that. I've got to have my little acronyms there for it. One of the things that you talk about in the book, and I... I'm, I'm a, as a psychological professional, when I went to grad school for psychology, I, so I get a little geeky on the show about when any, when any author ever starts getting to psychology, 
Mm-hmm. And you got you got geek, you gave me a little geekdom <laughs> in the introduction of the book. One of the little geeky things that I got out of that I that I think people need to understand is that our brain is so affected by stories. We we release, you know, we have 5,000 neurotransmitters. A couple of these happen to be dopamine and serotonin, which people are the most familiar with. And, you know, you talk about in the book how, you know, that dopamine serotonin connection with a story just makes the story even from a pure physical brain, you know, chemistry standpoint, stories impact that part of our brain. Absolutely. You know, there, there really is a science to storytelling and yeah, you know, I, I don't think that, you know, people sitting around a fire or in a cave telling a story thousands and thousands of years ago knew about dopamine and serotonin and endorphins, (laughs) but there was, there was something of like, who got picked to be that storyteller around the fire, right? Who was the elder, the tribes, you know, the, the wise woman, who was the one Right. who got picked to retell the stories of of their tribe, right? right. It was probably the person who was the best storyteller. Right. Was Absolutely. Who yeah. was able to captivate everyone's attention. That's who they said, you know, pick pick that guy or pick that lady to tell the stories. We, we like how they, they weave that tale. And without even knowing it, the reason why they were picked to be the, the storyteller was because a great storyteller is one that takes you on a roller coaster ride. They take you through the highs and lows of a story, not just all the highs where it's just all happy, happy, happy from beginning to end. That's, you know, you would think that's a fun story, but, but it's not, it gets boring Yeah. or a story that's just sad, sad, sad the whole time. Uh, that could get really depressing. Right. What the best storytellers, um, have been doing whether they're conscious about it or not is they take you through the highs and lows the happy Mm -hmm. moments and the sad moments and they sprinkle it with some you know funny moments right and whether they knew it or not um what they were doing is whenever you share a moment in a story that's happy or uh, the character the hero in the story is anticipating something they're looking forward to rescuing the princess or killing the dragon or or landing that big deal big uh you know um uh business deal whenever you have a happy moment or a moment that has anticipation in it it releases dopamine right it releases dopamine in the listener in the audience and what dopamine does when it's released in you is it actually um increases your focus and your memory that means you're going to remember things better When there is a happy moment or a moment of anticipation. But like I said, if you have a story that just is dopamine the whole time, (laughs) you're going to leave people so exhausted at the end. And that's why I think when it when it comes to people releasing dopamine on their phone all day, you know, how many people like me, um, you know, you're exhausted at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And so what you do in a great story is then you go from dopamine to releasing serotonin. Then you share how the hero, maybe they didn't get to save the princess or kill the dragon. It didn't work out. And now when you release serotonin in an audience, it makes us as an audience have empathy and care for the character who is having a sad or more somber moment. 
And when you go back and forth between happy and sad moments in a story, that's what keeps us on the edge of our seats mm. and what ends up making us cry, think. And then when you have moments that um, are funny and you release endorphins, what endorphins do is they make you feel um, at ease. They make you feel more creative. Mm. So when you as a person um, are speaking in front of a group of people, and let's say, for example, you're so nervous, you don't want to speak in front of a group of people, right? That's like the number one fear, right? Sure. Um, and you say something that is just a little bit funny, all of a sudden, the whole audience is going to feel more at ease with you. Right. And and if you're just you know working with um, a team, right, and you're trying to get them to be inspired and feel more creative, just by you smiling or laughing or saying something that is is funny is going to put everyone at ease. And so the greatest storytellers, whether they knew it or not, going back to you know Aristotle or Socrates or Shakespeare or Spielberg, <laughs> they were ending up using storytelling yeah. um, and going and putting people through this emotional roller coaster that tapped into those chemicals in people and made them feel something there's there's absolutely a psychology to this right. this whole thing that that anybody can learn and with practice you you know you could be doing the same thing i'm not guaranteeing you're going to be a, a spielberg right or right. A shakespeare right. but you're, you'll get closer okay yeah <laughs> right we're with we're with matthew loon and uh, he's author of this outstanding book the best story wins uh how to leverage uh, Hollywood storytelling in business and beyond, and he is uh, sharing with us his unbelievable insights. and And you should be inspired by what he's saying because the the, the he's gonna he's gonna we're about to dig into some principles here that he's gonna talk to you about storytelling. And anybody could be a storyteller. You can you can you can be, certainly be a better storyteller, right? And we can certainly apply that to a lot of to a lot of different areas. Matter of fact, let me tell you a story right now about our sponsor inline business brokers and advisors. Do you know they have literally helped thousands of clients in the sale and purchase of a business? That's right, they have. And they're internationally known. They, here they are in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Research Triangle Park, and yet internationally they are known around the world as being the leaders in business brokerage and advising. And when it's, so when it's time to sell your business, why not contact the professionals at Inline Business Brokers and Advisors, right? And you can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, find out why they are known as the legends of customer service. They have a story of 34 years of practicing this legendary customer service and they too are known to help people all over the world to help them sell or buy their next home and you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com that's l-i-n-d-a-c-r-a-f-t.com and i learned all of that from this book uh the best story wins by matthew loon so matt one of the things that uh I think people are probably going to ask, and there's, and by the way, thanks everybody who is all over the place. I've got so many people, I can't even thank all of you uh, for um, being here and listening live. And also all those folks who are going to be listening on podcast, we appreciate you listening and downloading the show. Uh, Matthew and I are both, um, and by the way, 
Uh, for those of you who are watching and listening live and also on the podcast, you can get this book, uh, The Best Story Wins by Matthew Loon. And his last name is spelled L-U-H-N, by the way. And you can get this on Amazon. You can find it in your favorite bookstore. If they don't have it, you can tell them why. Get it in there, right? And face it out. I don't want to see the spine, right? And it comes in a variety of uh, different ways, whether it be hardback or Kindle version or uh, paperback. You can you can get it in a variety of different ways. So why don't you get the book and why don't you have them, why don't you say, well, where's, where's Matthew Loon's book and why don't you have it in your bookstore? Because this book's going to be great and people need to... Um, more people need to read it. So that's the best way to do that. One of the things, Matthew, I know that people are going to, or well, not going to, they ask me all the time, you know, Matt, they, I, I hear you. You're right. I, I love stories. Who doesn't like a good story? We all like a good story, but really, can it apply to business? I mean, how do you apply How am I supposed to apply this to business, Matt? Yeah, you know, um, when when I go in, I get invited to, share the principles of storytelling at a business, even the most analytical businesses, you know, people that deal with, you know, let's, you know, accountants, right? People, people in, you know, IT. But the thing is that storytelling is about authentic communication Mm -hmm. and all of us communicate. It doesn't matter what you do for a job, (laughs) you know, um, it, it doesn't make a difference if you're retired, we all communicate and, we all know that we um, appreciate it when people are better authentic communicators. And, you know, my, my family, um, uh, they, they've been owning toy stores for a very long time. Um, and that's been our family business. My parents have owned toy stores, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. Um, even now... Um, as I don't work in the toy store every day, um, I am a co-owner of our, our family's toy store, Jeffrey's toys in San Francisco. And just to give you an example, and this example is in the book as well, you know, we, we all know how, uh, many businesses, especially mom and pop, small businesses are, um, are, you know, going out of business. You know, we, we live in a world of, you know, Amazon and getting things, you know, delivered the next day or the same day. It's a reality. Um, but I wanted to keep my uh, family's toy store alive. And when our family toy store was um, our lease ran out in San Francisco, I was very sad for my dad, um, for our toy store, family toy store to, to come to an end. And, um, I did say to my dad, if there is ever a new, um, property that you can rent to keep the toy store going in San Francisco, please call me up. I want to help. <laughs> and mm-hmm. sure enough, my dad called me up a couple months later saying, yes, I found a spot. Um, but the, uh, the owner wants to, uh, put in a coffee shop, um, but my dad said to me, I bet you if you talk to him using your your Jedi story powers um, <laughs> that I bet you we could get our toy store in there instead. Being I love my dad and I love our family's toy stores, um, I said, OK, dad, let, let me let me give it a try and let me do it. And like I mentioned before, um, the decisions we make in life 
the choices we make in life um, are are based off of not um, always a logical uh, decision, but it, it's based off of one that makes us feel a certain way. Yeah. It taps into our emotions. Right. And I made sure that when I, I did this pitch to this, this uh, landlord, that I knew all the things that were important to him that we shared in common, um, our love for art, our love for San Francisco, um, um, shared just shared things we had in common. And when I gave a five-minute pitch of why having a toy store in San Francisco is more important than another coffee shop, and I made sure to trigger all of the emotions that um, and all of the the um, things that were important to him. In the end, he decided to um, have our toy store be in that spot, other than a coffee shop. Mm. Uh, not that I'm against coffee, no, but no, 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 no. it was it was really because um, I I had triggered those those things that connected to him that were beyond just more money, but about making a difference. Mm. And that's, that's, that is really what ends up getting people to decide what products to buy, what new, um, ideas to try, um, even motivating your own team at work. Sure. You know, this isn't just external. This is also uh, totally applies to the B and B. I mean, um, yeah, the B two B world and internally in your company. Um, we get motivated and take action because somebody um, shared something with us that emotionally moved us, and you know. Yeah. No. I. I. Works. I. Yeah. It does work. And you know what's interesting about the story that you just told here and and I know we didn't do the you know the whole thing but the, a couple things here that you talk about in your book right first of all you know you you talk about in the book you know your audience what's one of the things you say in the book is you, you got to know yeah you, you've got to know who your audience is and you made you made and then you know part of that's part of that's connecting that's chapter three connecting is chapter three by the way and and part of that is knowing your audience is what does he do he's got it he found out everything he could about the person I think we make a huge mistake in not knowing our audience, we just kind of think, well, I'm telling my story. I don't need to know anything about them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just, I, I was so fortunate to speak at my university's commencement, um, commencement graduation this year. And, you know, I wanted my story to resonate with the graduates and the parents and who was in the audience. And, and I recognize that that's, it's so important, but then it comes down to chapter four, four, right after, I mean, this is how beautiful what you just did was chapter four, be authenticity. And you talk about it in the book. People are going to see through it. If you're not, if you're not completely authentic, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're going to see right through you. And you were, you were totally authentic with this guy. And, and then, you know, <laughs> dare, dare I say it? But you know what? You you had this whole thing of heroes and leaders and character transformation, <laughs> and yeah. there was a cast of characters. And there, so I mean, you literally in one story you covered the entire book, basically, is what you yeah. did. But it's well, it's, it's it's really it's something that I use all the time. And and talking about authenticity, you know, I know people who are going to listen to this interview are going to say, you know, 
I, I, the last thing I ever want to do is be in front of a bunch of people <laughs> uh, sharing my story or giving a pitch or presentation because I have, you know, I, I get nervous. Um, I'm insecure. But you know what? Those are actually really good traits to have as a speaker and for somebody who's doing a pitch because, you know, it makes you more real um, when, you know, you do do stutter for a moment or you do forget a, a little bit of of, you know, your your pitch that you're talking about when when you when you sweat a little bit, actually, it makes you more relatable and people can connect with you better because they're they're like this is a real person up there they're not you know a superman uh, or superwoman right and so when you um when you uh, are are coming as you are right you're being authentic and people appreciate it and they listen more when they see that people are being real you know right no no we, well we I mean, the thing that we keep talking about is we want more authenticity. We all want to, we all want people who are real because we, well, first of all, we now live in the society and you kind of alluded to it a little bit um, early on in the show where you said, you know, sometimes we are trying to get so much dopamine from all the likes and shares and comments that we have on our posts, whether it's, you know, our Instagram posts or Facebook posts or, yeah. you know, our Twitter, you know, we were retweeted, you know, a thousand times or whatever. We're getting so much dopamine things, and what we realize, we, you know, most of us realize, well, it's not really a real world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it exists, yeah. but it's not really a real world. But when we come face to face with it, we want to be able to recognize and go, "This is this is a real person," and can I look this person in the eye, and and are they believable? You know, and and you, you know that whole that whole thing of no like and trust works, right? I mean. We trust people. We don't give money to people we don't trust. We don't trust people we don't like, and we don't like people we don't know. And the only way for us to move through those three things quickly is to be more authentic, because it's the only way yeah. we can truly be known. And the more authentic we are, the more we're liked. And then the more we're liked, then we're it's going to be faster for us to get to that trust level. And and stories do that to transform us into that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to go off on a, 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 a another topic here, but, you know, for me, I had to reach a point because, you know, I'm just like anybody else out there. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm on my phone, I'm on my computer, right. uh, you know, I have three kids and, you know, they, they, my, my two year old knows how to operate an iPhone already. And, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I realized for myself that, you know, probably had a lot to do while I was writing the book that this, I, I need to, I need to take a break, you know? And so at first it started off where, um, I just, you know, said Sundays, I'm shutting down on everything, you know, not going to check my phone, not going to check my computer. Um, it is possible. And, um, I'm going to be more present. And then, and then I started turning that into just the whole weekend. Right. And, you know, as a as a storyteller, one of the things you want to make sure is that to be able to create stories about, you know, uh, from your own life or that are made up, you need to be um, 
You need to be present. <laughs> yeah. You need to be listening to other people's stories. You, you need to be observing life. And if we are constantly, um, you know, uh, staring at those little magical boxes <laughs> all day, um, we're, we're missing out on a lot of uh, potential great stories. And even just taking moments to to reflect on our own lives and our own little stories. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, that is hard. But, it is. But um, people like Steve Jobs, that's what they were really, really good at, right. was um, remembering moments in their life where the, you know, for all of us, it could start off with thinking about the, the, the first kiss you ever had, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Or the scariest moment you ever had. Maybe those two are combined. I don't know. But um, <laughs> they could but, be. You know, making, making a list of of those moments and then just taking taking time to write down on one page what you remember from that moment. And then I guarantee when you're done writing up that moment, you'll see that there was a theme. There was something you learned um, through that situation. And this is, there's an exercise in my book that takes you through these questions that helps you recall these, these moments, these, you know, helps you invoke these moments. Right. But, but I think that we, uh, we need to take a break, you know, from all this, this digital, digital addiction kind of stuff. Right. And, and to be able to tap into that, you know, that story side. You know, so I know, I know. Well, I mean, who who is gonna? T I mean, I I'm I'm waiting for the time where we're gonna start going. So I want to tell you about my Facebook story today. Now, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. And you know, you know, that's what's. And again, I know we're kind of jumping, but the truth is, you know, Facebook, which owns Instagram, got smart. What did they? What do they call the thing that people want to post to? They call it stories. Yeah. Right. And and you know, I I'm I'm like an ongoing speaker and, you know, lead workshops at Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. Right. And the one thing, you know, there, there's a lot of important things that keep a business flowing, but one of the key things they, they know is important and they keep talking about is storytelling. And so how to be able to use these social platforms in a way that, in, inspires storytellers, uh, storytelling, and gets us to be able to share our story and want to hear other people's stories. You know? Yeah. No. So we we do, and we can't we can't still tell stories if we're not involved. I, when, when yeah. I, one of the things that you talk about in the book. Well, there's a whole bunch of things I really want to get to. I just know we're not going to get to them. But <laughs> but one of the things that I that you and I are just, I felt so in love with because I, I am, I'm, I'm in the same boat with you on this is that great stories have a villain of some sort. Yeah. And you know, when I'm out, in, you know, doing my inspirational motivational speaking around the country or wherever I'm at, you know, I tell people, you know, you, you, you can't be a hero without a villain, you know, yeah. there, and, and villains aren't necessarily people. They can be circumstances or events or whatever they could be. And you, you talk about it in the book. But I see this as an opportunity. Okay, bad things are happening in your life. Awesome. Now you have an opportunity to be a hero. Because if everything is going swimmingly well, there's no hero. Right? Yeah. Right? And, and it, it, talk it, about that importance of the, the villains. Sure. I mean, first off, you already, you know, you already kind of... Uh, 
um, you know, shared that a villain is not always a Darth Vader or the Joker and, you know, with Batman. It's not always the mustache twirling classic villain. (laughs) It's anything in a story that has an opposing value uh, from the hero. So even when you watch the movie Inside Out, that there is no villain in that movie. There's no antagonist in that movie. And I know you're probably thinking back of the movie going, wait a minute. You're right. Right. Uh, But there is a character that has opposing values from our main character. If our main character is Joy, who wants to be happy all the time, the opposing character is Sadness, who wants to be sad all the time. Mm. So all you need in a story is um, an obstacle that keeps your hero from reaching their goal. And that obstacle could be Voldemort, but it could be a character that has opposing values. But it could be something as simple as um, your plane crashes on a mountain and you want to survive and get off that mountain and nature wants you to die. That's an opposing value. Right. So the thing is that if you don't have an antagonist or an opposing value for the hero, you have no story because your hero needs to have obstacles and a goal. Mm. And the whole, and you know, I know we look at bad things that happen in our lives or we look at villains and stories and, and, and think, I wish they weren't there. But the thing is that, through these moments of having to face a fear or an obstacle or an antagonist, it helps the main character grow. Mm. It helps the main character get out of their comfort zone, try something new to be transformed from somebody who is timid like Harry Potter to someone who's brave at the Mm. end. And Mm. when you look at your own life and storytelling is so much like you're you're going to see a counselor, you know, <laughs> or, or or because whatever obstacles you're dealing with in your own life, they're there to be able to help you grow if you deal with them correctly and to be a bit, become a better version of you. And that's what happens in a great story is a character goes through a transformation and becomes hopefully a better version of themselves. Mm. Now, I just want to have one caveat here. Okay. Which is not all stories have a uh, an ending where a character winds up for the better. Right. There are cautionary tales right. where um, a character makes the bad choice, right. you know, decides to uh, be greedy, like Breaking Bad, and right. dies, right. loses his whole family. Right. Right. <laughs> or the little boy who cried wolf, right. and he lied over and over again, and yes... The non-Disney version is he gets eaten by a wolf. Right. And so, but it always goes back to a character makes a transformation by the antagonist or obstacles that they are confronted with. And um, it's what makes a great story. That's, you know, one of the funny things we always say in storytelling is, you know, you want to set up your character in the beginning, who they are, what they want. And then you want to give it to them or take it away, and you want to watch them suffer for the next 90 minutes. <laughs> and, and we just love it, you right. know? We do. Because we get to see how would the character deal in that situation, and and we put ourselves in their shoes to be like, and how would I deal with it? You know? Yeah, I think you call this neurocoupling. 
I think it's the. Yes, I think you, we're, it is. Where where we? I did read the book, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're absolutely right. There is something so magical about uh, when someone is telling a story, and I'm not talking about 90 minutes. You know, right. has to cost a bunch of millions of dollars to make. I'm talking about just sharing a story that's a minute with right. somebody at the grocery store, right? Right. When you share a moment from your life or you just share a story that's that's make believe like the little boy who cried wolf the person listening gets to put themselves in your shoes or the character's shoes and that you know magical thing that happens mm. the scientific term for it is neurocoupling yeah it's, it's you connect with the storyteller it's it's yeah it's very it's very very cool and I think you make you know one of the points that you make about this whole thing is and I know we're running short you're running short on time here so I'll try to try to close us down here pretty quick but one of the things that you uh, say in 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 the book when as it applies back to business or whatever doing is you know make there's nothing greater than making your customer the hero of the story absolutely. You know, I think that's one of the things that um, is probably one of the biggest mistakes that happens in business, in the business world, um, when it comes to wanting to inject some storytelling into their company, is you immediately say, well, who's the hero Mm -hmm. of the story? And you say, well, of course, it's us, right? right? We're the business. We're the hero. And unless you are sharing a story about the person who started the company, like Steve Jobs or Walt Mm -hmm. Disney, um, because, yeah, they're the hero of that business, that story, you you want to make sure that you put your customer or your client as the hero. And they have a goal. Maybe it's I want to be healthier or I want to be wealthier. I want to have more time with my family. And you as the company want to help them reach their goal. Mm. And so um, you have a tool and it it could be, um, you know, a a car, a shoe. It could be a different way of thinking. Mm. And that becomes kind of their lightsaber, their, (laughs) you know, ruby slippers. They're learning how to do wax on, wax off (laughs) that, that the mentor uh, gives the hero in a story. And so how I see it is a company should see themselves as the mentor, helping the hero, the customer reach their goal. And so for now on, if, if you are working in business, you, you just put yourself in the role of Obi-Wan Kenobi or Mr. Miyagi or Gilda the Good Witch. You know, you are the mentor helping Dorothy get to Oz, right? Mm, right? Or, you know, helping Luke, you know, blow up the Death Star and rescue right. the princess. Right. And so all of those things in storytelling, um, we use them every day. They apply to our lives, like I mentioned, whether it's, it's, it's business education um, or just wanting to be a more authentic communicator. Right. Um, storytelling um, will... It's it's a powerful tool that will make your life better, you know. Right. Yeah. It is. 
I'm, I'm just take a minute more, if you don't mind, Matt. Can we do that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We're talking to Matthew Loon. He wrote this outstanding book entitled The Best Story Wins, How to Leverage Hollywood Storytelling and Business and Beyond. I'm holding it up here for all these people who are all over Facebook right now watching. I know the Cast FM Live folks can't see it, but it's an outstanding book. You've been you've been listening to him just go through different parts of the book and, and help you apply it in a variety of different ways. He's brought to you today by our sponsor who we've had forever inline business brokers and advisors they have literally have are internationally known they represent profitable privately held companies with gross annual revenues in excess of a million dollars inline delivers the highest market value in the shortest amount of time with complete confidentiality that is their registered trademark and you can learn more by going to inline.com. That's E-N-L-I-G-N.com. And Linda Craft and Team Realtors, no matter where you're at in the world, if you're looking to find the right expert to help you sell your home or buy your home, or you live in the Research Triangle Park, the Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill area, contact Linda Craft and her team. Find out why they are known for their legendary customer service. And you can learn more by going to lindacraft.com. That's L-I-N-D-A-C-R-A-F-T.com. I know I've kept you a little bit over time, and I, I'm so grateful for your giving me a few extra minutes. Uh, what I normally do at this point in the show when we're wrapping things up is uh, one of the things I know is that every guest becomes a friend. And so um, I feel like we've, we've, I've, I've enjoyed you so much. I've enjoyed your book. There's so much more we could talk about, and folks just need to buy the book on Amazon, Barnes Noble, wherever you love to get a book. Buy the book. It's called It's So, it's so Easy to Remember. The Best Story Wins period right I mean simple yep. it's perfect it's that it's that easy I always ask my guest friends uh, before they leave if they the show's called a new direction because we try to help people find a new direction in their life or their career or their business or in all three if you could leave people with a new direction when it comes to the best story wins what would Matthew Loon say well um, I would say that, you know, not, not, not to sound like the movie Ratatouille where everybody can cook, right? <laughs> right. But it really is true. Everybody uh, it can be a great storyteller. And like anything in life, it all comes down to, um, you know, uh, knowing, knowing the principles of, of whatever you want to learn and then practice. And so... You know, uh, Jay, I'm so happy that you, you, you like my book, that you've read it a couple times. And that is what that book is all about, is I've, I've put the principles of great storytelling in there from, you know, kind of my, my Pixar 20-year experience. Mm -hmm. And then what are the exercises that you can use to be able to practice doing them? Because, you know, we all have it in us. And, um, it, it's just a matter about having the right tools and about, uh, practicing. And I can tell you, um, uh, you know, one of the things you mentioned Jay earlier on is, is to keep learning, right. to keep being a student, you know, and this, this will be not just fun for you, but this will make you, uh, just a, a better authentic communicator as well. Awesome. So that's what I would like to leave with people. That's awesome. Please stay with me for just a second. That, his name is Matthew Loon. His name of his book is How the Best Story Wins. How to Leverage Hollywood Storytelling and Business and Beyond. He's outstanding, isn't he, right? Right? You're gonna, I guarantee you, 
get the book. It, first of all, it's not. It's this isn't a long read, but it is chock full of all the nuts and bolts. He said that it's nuts and bolts. I'm telling you, it'll talk about character development, character arc. It'll talk about transforming your characters, how to transform your heroes. How does your hero get from one side to the other side? What is the differences? What are their goals? He goes through everything in this book, and there's no way we could cover it in the amount of time, but you're going to love it. I promise you, you will. Folks, that's the show. As I say every week, you know what? Be inspired, because when you're inspired, that means you can inspire other people, and when you do that, they can in turn inspire others, and that can make this world a really great place. I look forward to seeing you next week with another great guest, and as I say every week, you know what? Ciao, everybody. Go cool.